0: Welcome to the following presentation from IMG, America's home for college sports, on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM, your exclusive radio home for Richmond Spiders football. Live from Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street, this is the Spiders Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman. Today's show is brought to you by UPS the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Lux Chevrolet, the Virginia Department of Social Services, and Outback Steakhouse. Be a part of the show. Call us at 521-8501 send your tweet to at spider voice text us 804-638-9508 or send an email to spider at richmond.edu now live here's the voice of the spiders bob black and head coach russ huseman this is the spider sports line on espn 950 102.7 fm and the spider img sports network
1: Where are the highlights? There are no highlights this week because there was no game last week. But there is still a Spider Sports Line as we look ahead to the return of the Spiders to Robin Stadium with Saturday's game against Albany. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Spider Sports Line. Bob Black along with Spider Head Coach Russ Huseman for the next hour. Our regular get-together noon to one Thursday afternoons right here on ESPN 950, 102.7 FM, from Outback Steakhouse, seventy nine seventeen West Broad Street. We will talk about the bye week for the Spiders, what they did on the practice field, and now the prep work for another top twenty five game. Virtually every week in the CAA is and will be a top twenty five game because there are seven CAA teams in the top twenty five. So you got a pretty good chance of playing each one of them week in and week out. So we'll talk about that. We'll preview Albany. We've got two very special player guests as we Uh, Denoted on the website and in our social media, we are going in the trenches today on the Spider Sports line. We have defensive lineman Brandon Waller and offensive lineman Alex Light. So a lot of guys and a lot of coaches will tell you the game is won in the trenches. We're going to find out for real today from Alex and Brandon. Russ, how are you? Doing good. Yeah? Yep. Good week.
2: Good week off. No. (laughs) That's a terrible phrase. It it? was all right. I I hate to not play, but... uh, You know, I, I think for our guys, it, it was. I think it was kind of good to get away. We went back to fundamentals. I think as coaches, we looked at everything that we're doing, whether it's practice, you know, game prep, those types of things. So, you know, it was a productive week off. How were the practices? What? What uh, was it? Was it more
1: intense? Was it more focused, particularly on the defensive side? I know some of the guys had commented that it was, you know, a little more upscale than a normal bye week worth of practices.
2: Well, we, you know, last Wednesday, we went out in helmets and, and, and really didn't do a whole lot and, and conditioned them. And then Thursday, we, we actually went out there and, and banged them around a little bit pretty good. They responded really well. Friday, we came back in helmets, very light practice with some conditioning, gave them Saturday out, and then came back Sunday and started the Albany prep, mm-hmm. kind of like you normally do, you know, when you do a bi-week, you kind of start on that Sunday. What did you
1: find when you did all of that self-scouting? Was it, was it pretty much the obvious stuff that we've talked about? How much did you and your coaches really pick it apart?
2: Well, you know, I went back. They were on the road recruiting on Monday and Tuesday. So I, I spent Monday and Tuesday going, you know, back over that game. Um, you know, I probably watched that Elon game three or four times, I think. Um, then I went back through practice that previous week of practice to see, you know, where we were, were we practicing the right things? Were we practicing the right way? Um, did we put our guys in practice in situations that they had in the game? So, all those things are, are critical, you know, in, in, in to, to being successful. And, you know, I just wanted to make sure that, that what we were doing practice-wise, um, you know, was the right thing. Are we, you know, for example, they, they ran the counter probably 20 times. Elon did about 20 times. They had run it in the previous games only twice total. We had practiced it, practiced it a couple times and uh but you know, you, you kinda practice what you think you're gonna see and we had trouble fitting that. Um, you know, and, and, and that, that hurt us a little bit. Um so it, you know, it was you know, I went to I went to A B and I said, A hey, B, man, we only practiced the counter twice and you know, he told me he said, Well coach, they had only run to play twice the whole year so it was you know and then they could run the counter different ways with the tight income and and so we you know you hope you can adjust but but again you know it's it's hard when you don't practice something we tried to make corrections we got it fitted some good sometimes we didn't um not the player's fault in my opinion uh you know it's just one of those things and and uh but you know, you look back at all those things to make sure that what you're doing is is the correct way to do it.
1: And it does sound, Russ, like you're talking primarily on the defensive side, and I think it's obvious that you want to improve defensively, make some changes. You had said put the best 11 players well, on the field. Well, it's the same
2: thing on offense, too. Well, that's what I was getting to. You know, now yep. I go to uh, – yep. you know, now you go to the offensive side of the ball and I, and I say, I right, why – did he practice this play he was in here? And, that, well, you know, no, you know, we didn't have time and – and then, then, then you ask a guy to do it, and you say, "Well, he's practiced that play previously. It's in our, you know, it's it's in our game plan. He should know." But he really didn't specifically practice a play that was a bit it was a critical time of the game, um, you know. And then, all right, how, you know, how many players do you rep, and why why are these guys in in these situations and not this guy? And and you know, there was there was a lot of reasons for it. Did did he run this play in practice? You know, maybe not so there's just not enough time in the day to get everybody every look in every capacity in, in every situation it just doesn't happen and uh so it, it was you know you can't there's not there's not you can't blame say hey this guy or this guy or this coach or that it's you know it is what it is you hope you can survive some of those things that happened to you and uh, and move forward obviously we didn't we had an opportunity at the end of the game to win it and didn't didn't get it done. So, um, but you know we'll practice better. Our guys practice good. They practice hard. You know they they give us great effort. They do what we ask them to do. So um, as long as that's continuing, we'll be fine.
1: On the offensive side, is it fair to say that most of your focus would be on the running game right now to try and improve that. I mean, obviously, Kyle's setting all sorts of numbers, passing. Your receivers have been great. That you'd like to get some balance
2: with the guys carrying the ball.
1: We have to. We have
2: to. And we, ha- we have to identify the ball carriers. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to say, all right, these guys are going to carry the ball. If we run the inside, outside zone, whatever it is, these guys are going to be the guys that carry it. Here's our third down guy. All right, when we go to two backs in there, here are our two backs. And that's how you practice. You know, four running backs when you got them, and 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 that's kind of part of, been part of the problem. You're trying to practice four guys. You can't you can't practice four guys and show them. All right, here's the outside zone versus this look, um, and, and and now all four of you guys are gonna get. Let's just continue to run it. You have to find creative ways to get them all. You know, all reps. But um, I think we're we're gonna kind of narrow it down the running game for sure, and and just say all right, here's who's Who's, here's who's carrying the ball, here's who's carrying the ball in these situations, and and then and, and, and practice those things.
1: All right, really interesting stuff there, a little behind the scenes uh, into the meeting room and the film room and onto the practice field, and we'll continue to talk about it some more as the hour progresses. Um, but feel free to join us on the program, 521-8501 is our number. Ivan's on hold. We're going to get to him in just a moment. And then after the break, Brandon Waller and Alex Light will join us here at the head table, offensive and defensive lineman for the Spiders. All right, Ivan, let's uh, kick it off as we do each and every Thursday. You're up with Coach Huseman.
3: Hey, Coach. Hey, Bob. How are you both doing today? Good. Good. Well, first I want to just say, um, <clears throat> what can you tell us about Albany going into this this Saturday's game? And how and how about the injury situation on our side?
2: Um, I think the uh, Albany is – they play great defense. I think that's where it starts with them. I mean, they're, you know, they. they uh, I, I listened to uh, the head coach's uh, media day, and and, and and he's upset with the defense, and they gave up six points to Elon, <laughs> and he said he didn't feel like they played and fit gaps uh, well. So obviously, they play really good defense. We're going to have to play really well on offense to, to move the ball to score points. Uh, offensively, they're going to want they're going to want to run the football. Um, the back they had last year, who was a preseason All-American, he's been in and out. I don't know if he's going to play against us. They're playing a, a true freshman at running back, who's who's pretty good player. Uh, he looks really good. Um, their quarterback uh, does a really nice job. Um, you know, he's uh, you know he got dinged up against Elon late in the game. We think he's going to be back to play. Their backup actually. Uh, uh, started against Richmond last year, Richmond yep. last year Sussman, and, he did, Yes, did, and started, you know, quite a few games for him. So they got two two backups that's played a whole lot. Um, they got a really, really dynamic wide out. I think he caught a touchdown pass on Richmond last year. Um, so the, the, they, they've got some weapons offensively, but, you know, they I think they hang their hat on defense. Mm-hmm. And then injury-wise for us, uh, we're no different. I don't think, um, you know, coming out of the E-line game, um, other than probably Conacher uh, practiced yesterday, and uh, we'll see about his availability on Saturday. But it was nice to see him back out at practice, mm-hmm. so that's good news. Um, but Samari Springs has been doing a nice job at free safety, and and uh, and then the rest are everybody, every, everybody else about the same.
3: Just curious with the games now, <clears throat> with your home games being televised. Uh, is it easier for you to go into recruits' uh, homes and say, you're going to be on TV this X number of times?
2: Yeah, we always talk to them about that, obviously. I mean, the, the, especially the ones that, uh, you know, when you start recruiting Georgia and Alabama and, and, uh, um, and you know, different places where maybe it's the, their parents can't get there all the time. So, yeah, I mean, that's huge for us to to, to talk in recruiting – you know, to these guys, hey, listen, you know, your, your parents are going to have an opportunity to see you week in and week out. And uh, so, obviously, that's that's a big selling point for us.
3: Okay. Well, good luck, Coach. I hope you come out with a big victory this weekend.
1: Thanks, Ivan. Appreciate it, Ivan. Uh, we'll take a break here in just a moment. I'm going to let the guys get settled over here. Brandon and, and Alex are just settling in to, to get lunch. I want to pick up on, on two thoughts from your conversation there with Ivan. First, the Brandon, the Brandon Conacher situation to – potentially get him back, but how uplifting is that just emotionally, psychologically, for you guys as coaches and these guys as players to see him back on the even just on the practice field at this point.
2: Well, I, I think for me, um you know, like I said, Samari Springs has been doing sure. a really nice job. Yep. But for me to see Conacher back makes me feel good because I know the time and the energy that he put into it and his mm-hmm. career here and you know, you never want a fifth-year senior to be injured, especially the first game of the year, and not have the opportunity to play. He came back to play. He probably didn't need to come back. He could have graduated. He came back to play to be with his teammates, to be a part of this thing. And and as soon as he went down, that's the first thing I thought about was, oh, man, a fifth-year senior, I hate it for him. I never once thought, you know, how are we going to survive defensively? <laughs> Excuse me. How are we going to survive defensively? But I thought – I felt for him um, because of, uh, you know, the fact that, that it was his, his fifth year senior year. And then when, when the injury, we found out about the injury, we thought, all right, we'll get him back. And so you feel good about him getting to play. You know, how ready he's going to be this Saturday, who knows. I mean, he hasn't practiced. He, you know, he hasn't run a whole lot. Um, but it, it was pretty cool when the doctor, you know, cleared him yesterday morning and said, well, I'm practice. He wasn't even out there in practice in a red jersey. You know, huh. he, he came out and practiced, and and uh, you know, I asked him about halfway through practice. I said, I said, uh, I said, how you feeling, man? Are you hurting? And I was talking about his elbow, and he said, Yeah, I'm I'm hurting. And I thought, Oh man, your elbow hurts. He said, No, my legs are hurting, <laughs> man. I hadn't done anything here <laughs> conditioning wise. I said, How's your elbow feel? He said, It feels great. Good. So, you know. the he won't play – you know, he, he'll play how much, you know, we'll see. But uh, um, it's just good to have him back. I love seeing him out there on the yeah. field with I, us. That's what I was kind of talking about, the psychological
1: advantage that yeah. you might get from that. And I'm sure he's like six inches taller right now because he's feeling
2: so good about – I guess, and, you know, you players know, probably talk to him. You might yeah. want to ask well, those guys yeah. how he feels yep. out there. But uh, it's, it's nice to have him back.
1: And then not so much – injury specifically but the bye week and when it came russ i mean i think a lot of us look at it and go oh it was so early because it was four weeks into the game schedule and there's now seven at least consecutive weeks that you're going to play but really it's pretty close to halfway through for you guys because of the amount of time you spent out on the practice field in summer camp right
2: Mm -hmm. yeah I i mean i think it's a it was probably a good spot um You know, I'm sure our players wanted to keep playing. Probably our coaches wanted to keep playing. Uh, You know, we were – the bye week came good, you know, because it gives an extra week to get healthy. But, um, you know, you just – you can get hurt at any point in time. I mean, you can be in a bye week and somebody can get hurt in practice. And you just – so you can't really say, uh, you know, let's – it, it, it does help. I mean, it does make – hopefully it refreshes them and excited to play.
1: Necessary evil, perhaps. You know, you wanted to play the game, but you know this was necessary to kind of yeah, recharge I mean, the battery I, I a guess.
2: little bit. <laughs> you Yeah. All
1: right, we will ask those guys in just a moment, That we'll bring them up here to the head table we'll take a timeout. Uh, offensive lineman Alex Light, defensive lineman Brandon Waller will join us after this break. It's the Spider Sports Line. We are live on ESPN 950, 102.7 FM, from Outback State Cal, 7917 West Broad Street on the Spider IMG Sports Network, powered by Ace Electric.
0: Lux Chevrolet is celebrating their 100-year anniversary, and they're going to use their century of experience to help you find your next Silverado, Suburban, Impala, Malibu, or Equinox. Lux Chevrolet uses their vast knowledge of GM vehicles to help you maintain and service your vehicle to keep it on the road longer and help maintain its value. So for Chevrolet sales, service, or parts, go where experience reigns supreme. Lux Chevrolet in Ashland and online at luxchevrolet.com. Proud to be family owned since 1960. At
3: UR's School of Professional and Continuing Studies, we offer flexible and affordable degrees and professional education programs to help you start, advance, or change your career. Check out our degrees in nonprofit studies, teacher licensure preparation and information security, or explore our new coding boot camp and professional beer brewer certificate programs. With evening classes and affordable tuition, you can earn a UR degree or certificate on your terms. The University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies. Sometimes you have to go back to get ahead. Visit SP pcs.richmond.edu for details. For the first
4: time anywhere in Virginia, Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue invites you to go hog wild with a traditional down-home, all-you-can-eat country pig-picking feast. The last Monday of each month from 6 to 8 p.m., Buzz will be slow cooking up a whole pig, seasoning only fresh hickory-cut logs, served with plenty of side dishes and fresh brewed iced tea for just $16.95. It's a pork lover's paradise. First come, first served while it lasts. So make sure to arrive early. Details available at buzzinets.com, Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Tree Branch.
0: Hi, uh, it's me, Tree Branch. So, about the other night, look, it's no secret your roof and I never quite got along. It's a roof and I'm a branch, and that's how these things go. But I'm calling to say I'm really, truly sorry about what I did to your gutters and Skylight. And also, I'm not paying for the damage. Okay, uh,
4: bye. Trees never pay for roof damage. Luckily, one call to the GEICO Insurance Agency makes it easy to switch and save on homeowner's insurance. It's
0: the road to the fall classic. Listen to the Major League Baseball playoffs here. ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Welcome back to the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman. We're live at Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street, and broadcasting live on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM.
1: We're about 20 minutes into today's Spider Sports Line. Thank you for joining us, for tuning in. For those of you in the restaurant, thanks for being here. And wherever you may be listening, either in the greater richmond area tri-cities or anywhere else online that you can pick us up we do appreciate you being a part of the show we certainly appreciate our guests who will be a part of the show now our player guest today brandon waller defensive lineman and alex light offensive lineman joining coach Usman here at the head table so we were talking before the break fellows about how you guys felt about having the bye week when you did always tough to come off a loss no doubt about that but Brandon, being the kind of veteran guy who's been here with us before, let me pick on you first. Uh, how did you guys approach the bye week, and particularly on the defensive side where there's been so much talk about, hey, we got to get better, we got to do things, um, you know, more the Richmond way?
5: Yeah, we we definitely approached the bye week um, with a feeling that we need to take full advantage of this time that we get, um, and I think – The extra time was at a critical juncture in the season um, and for us especially coming off of a tough loss that we really should have um, if we would have played better and especially on the defensive side of the ball we could have um, taken that that win. It it was a a time for us to start with reflecting on the game, figuring out where we can um, make technical fixes and then... It gave us also some time to think about how we want to identify ourselves as a defense um, and start to kind of shape that. And so we came in this week really wanting to have more of an attitude on defense and not to panic, but to have a sense of urgency. So those were our, our main focuses, and I think the bye week gave us time to really focus in on that and and start that.
1: So how do you think you identified yourselves that you want to be kind of known and molded for moving forward? What was that kind of self-evaluation that you guys as players went through?
5: Yeah, so the first thing is, on defense, ultimately, it comes down to tackling. Hmm. So it doesn't, the, the scheme at the end of the day, the players, doesn't matter if you can't tackle. And for us, we want to get back to a team that really tackles fundamentally well. And that's something that we've been up and down with on a defense and we want to be consistent at that do it every play every week every day so um... for us it started with tackling and then just getting a uh... A tenacity back to us or or swagger back to us that we we felt we didn't have fully we hadn't fully grasped yet so you do that through practice i mean you definitely want to take care of the offense and and um <laughs> not necessarily be <laughs> be overly aggressive with, with our, our teammates because we love them. But at the same time, you have to find that balance um, when you're out there working and competing to have a, a, an edge to yourself and, and a bit of a chip on your shoulder.
1: It's funny you say that because I remember you were at the podium in the press conference right before the season started, kind of the la- in the halftime house, kind of the, the last one of the summer camp, and you said, I'm ready to start hitting some other people because all we've been hitting is our offense – and I like those guys.
5: Exactly. You
1: know, so exactly. so Russ, from a, from a coaching perspective, how do you kind of coach that chip on the shoulder that uh, I think the word you've used and Brandon has used now is swagger to get that back to these guys? Is there a way to, to
2: do that? Yeah, I mean, I think it it kind of starts with you know it, it's it, we're we're at the point now, and I've talked to Brandon, and I've I've seen a great. Uh, movement with him, because he'll take coaching and he'll do what he, you, you tell him to do something. So we've been telling him, get your hat in a gap, get your hat in the gap, get your hat in the gap, and he does it. <laughs> or pass rush here, or come off a block, you know, do this, do this. I think now it's time for our defense to say getting in a gap is not good enough. All right. So now, so Brandon's a, a six technique and he gets in the C gap and, and he does it every time the way we ask. So, now I talked. I said, Brandon, all right, now we're going to go and we're going to just take that dude, and I don't care if you have to throw him 15 <laughs> yards down the field. Now you're going to go, let's go make plays. Let's go, let's take it a step further and, and be aggressive hands, quick, fast hands, and, and just, let's just, and it's not just him because we, we you know, it, it's like our defense. It's, all right, I'm in this gap. I did what coach told me to do. Now it's time to say, all right, that's not, all right, now let's go to the next level. Let's let's have a little bit of attitude that that he can't block me. All right, he knows I'm in. Because I mean, it's it, it, sometimes it's they know he's in there. I'm in the gap. So now and also I think we're gonna you know we're gonna do some things without giving stuff away to to, to kind of help our guys a little bit. Um, but I've seen it. You know, I, I just we I just say, "Hey, Brand, what? C- just come on." And I was watching me other day when I said I said Waller, and he went. And I said, great job, man. I saw him take that tight end and just bang and bang. And, and uh, I probably scared him out there. He thinking, what I, wait a minute, Coach, that's what you told me to do. And. And so, I think that kind of attitude, I think, is is kind of where we, we need to move forward with. Wait a minute. You're a senior at this point.
1: You're not getting scared by anything he's yelling, yeah, I don't want to say
2: he's are scared, uh, but I've never yelled. <laughs> I mean, I've never – because he's always does everything right. So, I think the first time I ever screamed,
5: Waller, oh. and he went, wait a minute,
2: what's going on here? You uh, all right with that?
5: Oh, absolutely. I love getting yelled at because it means that the coach <laughs> is still focused on me and what I can be doing better. And All I right. think a lot of the guys would agree.
1: I don't know if there's a lot of yelling going on on the offensive line, Alex Light, uh, with the numbers you guys are, are putting up. What's the What was the offensive attitude during this during this break? I mean, you guys are putting 560 yards per game on the stat sheet and almost 40 points a game. What What's the offensive attitude as you went through the break?
6: Um, it was good to get away and get our legs back and also focus more on our offense to protecting the ball because we've been turning the ball over way too much for an offense, and I think um getting our chemistry back where it needs to be especially on the offensive line, since we got some young guys in there I don't think it's up to where it needs to be right now but this off week has really helped us come together more as an offense
1: how do you do that I mean
6: is that on the practice field you gain that
1: chemistry I know when we had you on in the summertime you talked about you know weekend barbecues and cookouts with the offensive guys how do you kind of in the middle of the season now build that chemistry to where you want it
6: I mean it's still off the field too I mean um just getting together on weekdays, like we go out Thursday night and go out, have an O-line uh, mm-hmm. dinner, so we do that. And also, um, as a whole offense, sometimes I'll hang out with, like, Kyle and them as an the extra, just watch film together and get the chemistry down.
1: What has this been like with Kyle back there quarterback? I mean, the numbers he's putting up are, are kind of ridiculous at this point. Uh, what has that been like for you guys on the offensive line to give him the protection so he can make those throws to Cortrell or Dijon or – Tyler or any of those guys.
6: Yeah, it's been a blessing. think no trust your quarterback, know that he's going to put the ball in the right hands and put the right spot all the time. It's just we got to do our job and protect him, let him make plays happen.
1: What do you got to do to get the running game going better?
6: Uh, Be more physical, really. Be more assignment sound, same page. I mean, it really comes down to the chemistry.
1: Russ, is that kind of hold true? You talked about the defensive guys. You've taken them from technique to having a little bit of attitude. Can the same translate? to offensive linemen because, I mean, Alex just talked about technique and all of that stuff, but at some point got to have the attitude to pancake that guy
2: down and let your guys run through the hole. Yeah, I mean, I I think offensively, you know, the running game, I think it's – and Alex may correct me if I'm wrong, but it may be like a guy here, everybody else does good, but a guy here maybe doesn't doesn't take the right step, doesn't get a guy, and all of a sudden, you know, we're on the ground and – the big thing about offensive line and tight ends, and, and they all got to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think it's just, it's like, wow, if we'd have just got that cutoff block, you know, we got a big play. If we would have just got this or, you know, on the double team, you know, if we'd have just knocked him over and got up on it. And those are little things. And that's what he's talking about chemistry, because I think an offensive line, five, a group of five can get on the same page and make sure that, that what they're doing they're all doing together, and uh, you know I, I I don't have any complaints about our offensive line. Those kid those guys are, are are doing a fantastic job for us, and um, they're protecting Kyle. We, we just we got to get our running game going. We got to probably play with a little bit better pad level. I think he probably would admit that in the run game. Um, but you know there, there's a lot that goes into it, and. You know, you, 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 you run the ball, too, and, and it's on the backs to make the right mm-hmm, cut, mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and he don't make a right cut, and we block it up, and, you know, it's a zero gain. Or, you know, sometimes they got to, you know, they got to break a tackle. You know, and it, it's break a tackle, and instead of a one-yard gain, it's a nine-yard yep. gain. And so, it's it's everybody. It's not just our offensive line. It's everybody.
1: Hey, Alex, how about the break and when it came? And I know nobody liked to have the break coming off a loss. There's no no doubt about that. But, I mean, you guys, you're, you're big-bodied guys. I get that. But it can still wear down over the course of the season. It was a long preseason camp um, for you and the offensive linemen. And, and you're not going that deep, quite frankly, on the offensive line. Um, did it recharge your batteries? Did Do you feel, you know, refreshed and, and ready to go on Saturday afternoon?
6: Yeah, it definitely gave our legs back. We were able to get away. From football and just mm-hmm. recover. And for me, I know some of the other guys. We were able to get our strength back from summer, so allow us to get in the weight room like every single day during the off week just to regain our strength and allow that to play on the field. All
1: right, let's There's take help. a take a break. Excuse me, sorry, didn't mean to, didn't mean to interrupt there. But uh, take a break. Go behind the scenes a little bit with these guys as well. Some off the field conversation and some highlights from their careers here at the University of Richmond. We'll be back second half of the Spider Sports Line. Alex Light, Brandon Waller, our special player guests on ESPN 950 102.7 FM Spider IMG Sports Network powered by Ace Electric. What's your
4: favorite topping that you like on your pizza? The number one pizza topping is pepperoni of course. No matter what your favorite topping is, ESPN 950 and Papa John's Pizza are partnering to make sure that you can get your daily dose of pizza and toppings without ever paying full price again as an espn 950 listener you can save 30 percent off any menu item when you order online at papajohns.com and enter the promo code espn 950 that's pizzas breadsticks wings and desserts papa john's pizza better ingredients better pizza now 30 percent off for pizza lovers everywhere at dyke tire your local tire pros dealer everything rotates around you now through october 8th buy four eligible bridgestone tires and you can get a 70 dollar visa prepaid card by mail bridgestone trusted performance when you need it most visit dyke Tire tire pros in richmond today or online at dyktire.com get $70 by mail on Bridgestone visa prepaid card when you buy a set of four eligible tires prepaid card is issued by the Bankort bank or bank pursuant to a license from visa usa inc and may be used everywhere visa debit cards are accepted member fdic expiration applies
0: Backed by popular demand, Steak and Lobster are together again. This duo can't stay apart for long, mate. Outback Steak and Lobster starting at $14.99 for a limited time. We're pairing our tender, juicy signature steaks with a mouth-watering steamed lobster tail. But hurry in, Steak and Lobster starting at $14.99, a deal this good won't last for long. We've also brought back one of your favorites, the Loaded Bloomin' Onion. It's our signature Bloomin' Onion topped with delicious Aussie Cheese Fries. At the University of Richmond, you get a leading liberal arts university in a dynamic capital city where you can be an accountant and an artist, research alongside faculty and have an internship in your field. Be part of Division I athletics and highly ranked academics. The University of Richmond We are, you are. Hi, this is Richmond football
2: coach Russ Huseman. Tune us in all season long for live game action in my weekly radio show on the home of the Spiders, ESPN 950 and ESPNRichmond.com.
0: It's Spider football and lunch at Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street. You're listening to the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM.
1: Second half of the show and second segment with our player guests. And if you've been listening before and you've been here before and you follow us, uh kind of like to get off of the field a little bit and behind the scenes with our guys and allow you an opportunity to meet them a little bit more up close and personal as uh, people and students as opposed to just football players. And um, I say this all the time, Alex, that it's better to come to the radio show than listen because the best conversations occur during the commercials not on the air and you got peppered with questions during the commercial break. How big are your shoes? Uh shake his hand, your hand's gonna get swallowed up, uh all of that. How how often do you have to deal with that and is it does it ever become kind of a, a pain in the neck for you? How how do you react to it?
6: Um, you know, it's just a blessing to have Extremities, I guess. Mm-hmm. And yep. usually, every time I meet somebody new, they're like, "Wow, you got really big hands," or "What size shoe you wear?" So yeah. I'm used to it all my life. Yeah,
1: I'm sure. And it is a blessing. We list you at six six three ten. Are we pretty close?
6: Six five three thirteen.
1: Oh wow! I'd say we're pretty close for a roster height and weight. That's pretty much pretty much spot on. Uh, we talked about this. We had you on in the summertime, and we did when I did that series on. My other radio show, but uh, refresh our audience memory a little bit about how you got to the University of Richmond four years ago. You played as a true freshman. A lot of offensive linemen don't do that. Um, And I keep using the phrase, you've made a meteoric rise in four years. Maybe that's unfair. Maybe that's not accurate. But just kind of tell the story about how you got from Salem, Virginia, which is a great high school football town, to the University of Richmond.
6: Um, Yeah, coming out of high school, I was recruited by. Bunch of ACC schools and Richmond and VMI and, you know, the only two schools that really tr- pull the trigger and of me was VMI and Richmond, and you know I committed to Richmond and came in as a true freshman, play a little bit during the UVA game and another game, then was got a blessing to start at right tackle sophomore year, then bumped up to left tackle, junior year and then playing left tackle and left guard this year so.
1: What was the freshman year like, I mean, to be thrown into the fire that quickly? As I said, normally offensive linemen are redshirted so they can be in the weight room and get bigger and stronger.
6: Yeah, it was pretty hard on me, especially academically-wise. I think traveling on the weekends, um, I didn't have that much time as a redshirt freshman would to get my academics up, stuff like that. And But it was it a nice to experience to travel because I room with Nick Richard. Mm-hmm. so he, he really helped me along to get the process down and get experience. Anybody else?
1: Or was he pretty much your guiding guiding force? Uh, h-
6: h- I would say him and Austin Gunn. Uh, Austin Gunn really helped me out. That's a good one. Yeah, big time. Showed me, like, different ways to go about things. Um, Jacob Ruby was another one. Mm-hmm. He did more, like, academic stuff, like how you got to go through and proceed, like, I don't know, just take what classes and how to go about about your business
1: rusty ever have in the back of your mind Geez, i wish they would have <laughs> redshirted him We've and then you'd
2: have a conversation like <laughs> <it>.
6: yes sir <laughs>
2: how did that Could go i, asked you, I said uh, i said alex how how many plays did you play your freshman year he told me and i can and w- i said oh man I, if if he was a redshirt junior right now we'd be dancing on the floor right now wouldn't we <laughs> yes man? sir yeah Uh, we've had the conversation
1: (laughs) it's hard not to you're human um uh from what i'm hearing there is some some eyeballs from the nfl uh upon you and that's kind of why i use that phrase meteoric rise from a kid coming out of salem virginia how have you kind of uh, adapted to that and what's your thought process and i'm not trying to rush the rest of the senior season by any stretch of the imagination
6: um i mean it's definitely there i've been been talking to a few nfl scouts here and there but mainly just put it back in the back of my mind and focus on this season, and then whatever happens after season happens. Mm -hmm.
1: Now, I I mentioned you're from uh, down the road a piece there in Salem, a good football town, but it wasn't just football, was it? It was basketball as well for you. Tell us about that.
6: That's right. Um, So growing up, since first grade, I've played basketball and football all my life, and going into high school, I started as a sophomore on the basketball team, and then junior year, we were blessed to play down here at VCU for the state championship. And beat Grafton, so. But so you,
1: you won a state championship.
6: Yes, sir. Not and, in football. In basketball. In basketball, though. Though. In basketball, basketball. Yep, yep. Uh, I remember you, you telling me
1: about that. So two-sports star, and you've ex- certainly experienced success. How did that success carry over to Richmond? Because obviously since you've been here, a lot of success. You've been a major part of that. Three straight postseason appearances. Kind of followed your high school career a little bit, didn't it?
5: Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, I think um, I for me personally, I hate to lose. So having that attitude coming out of high school when I only lost probably five or six games in my whole career, coming here, every time we lost, it just, it eats me alive. So got to do that much more to get back and get on that winning track.
1: I'm sure you love hearing that, Russ. You talk mm-hmm. about the swagger and the chip on the shoulder. You don't want to ever lose, but in his case, to hear that kind of attitude.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's where anybody that's, that does this, plays or coaches, you know, you hate to lose more than you'd like to win. And that's, that. for me personally, I, that, it, it eats me, out. like we win a game and it feels great, obviously, but it doesn't feel like it does. When you lose a game, the feeling that you got, I mean, it, it's, it, it's gut-wrenching and, and I'm with him. I hate to lose, uh, you know, and, and the wins just, the wins aren't, I mean, they're fine, they're good. <laughs> But and, it may, and, and I'm sure they enjoy the wins way more than I do. I enjoy them, but uh, the losses just kill me. Uh, I think a lot of coaches probably have the
1: same kind of perspective there. Brandon, how have you tried to Brandon Waller? How have you tried to, to lead this group? You're you're you know one of the leaders on this team. You've been around five years now as a fifth as a fifth year senior. Um, how comfortable are you with with that role on this team?
5: Um. I'm comfortable with it at this point. I think anybody that's uh, doing their job as a leader on the team um, appreciates the fact that for Alex and I, we've been selected captains Mm -hmm. or elected captains, and and we recognize the fact that we've been put in this position by our teammates. Um, And so for me, I just try to provide the best example that I can on and off of the field. Um, I never want to give a younger guy the excuse, well, hey, Waller's doing this the wrong way, hmm. so I should be able to do it the wrong way. Um, but above and beyond that, um, I think it's more important for me to also recognize not only what I'm doing on and off the field, how I'm playing, but also to recognize how the team is playing, um, where the team should be going, constantly be in communication with the other captains, with the team, um, and with the coaches. Mm-hmm. and And try and make sure that we're always seeing the big picture and also seeing the details. Um, So some ways that that comes out, I feel like Alex is usually the, uh, everybody, all the captains have different personalities, and and Alex is the one who people are like, if I can just watch him, I don't need to necessarily always hear him. If I can just watch him, I'll improve. Um, And it's really great to have guys like that. And then you've also got, um, obviously all our captains are talented, but you guys have guys like... Um, Deshaun and Tefan, super vocal, super energetic. It really gets guys motivated to practice. Um, I try to find my, myself somewhere in the middle, <laughs> um, where I can, um, be a supportive guy if need be. I've also had to improve and, um, learn to get mean and angry, get in a guy's um, face, get in a guy's face, um, grab him by the collar if need be. And, and I'm improving in that area, um, so I think for myself and the rest of the captains and, and other leaders on the team, it's it's um, having a vision for the team and then making the, the choices to actually follow that out.
1: I'm glad you kind of put it in that perspective. So let me – Alex, I want to ask you about how, how you lead. Um, so we did that summertime series with the players one every week, and Brandon was the first one up, and I had this kind of stupid idea that I would ask the player – to pick the next player to be interviewed. That was really Bob Black being lazy and not having to worry about who to pick, so I put the onus on the players. And Brandon's selection for the following week was Alex Light Light, because Alex doesn't talk all that much, at least to us on the radio, and he's doing a great job. And he did on the summertime series, and as you can hear, he's doing a great job today. So that having been said, Alex, how comfortable are you with being you know, labeled a captain, being a leader, and how you show that leadership, whether it's verbal or by your actions on and off the
6: field. Um, I think I'm still getting used to it. I know I lead by example. I always try to bring a couple guys along with me and always have them do what I do and try to get them better. But me trying to focus more on leading vocally has been a real challenge for me, just trying to get into guys saying just try to pick them up vocally, like somebody has a bad play or somebody turns the ball over. Just like, yeah, come on, guys, mm-hmm. you got this. Next play mentality. Mm-hmm. And Russ, I, I mean, I think it's probably good that
1: guys lead in different ways. That you can have a Ta'von Mainsa who who is more verbal, Brandon in the middle, a guy who's more of a watch me and how I do it. That to hear different voices than just the coaches is probably pretty effective. Yes, no?
2: Yeah, I think everybody can lead in different ways. Um, but if you if you if you if you don't work at it, if you're not committed, if if you're uh, you're not doing things the right way then no matter what you say is in one ear and out the other ear so however you lead vocally non vocally whatever it is that you better be leading by what you're doing your actions and that's in practice that's off the field that's in every aspect of your life and that's what a captain is that's what a leader is you just don't lead when you want to lead you just don't talk when you want to talk you you lead every single day every single snap every single practice and some of the great ones, you know, the, the 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 some of the best ones don't say a word. I mean, I've been around guys, uh, you know, D- Davis Tull, who who was a great player that I coached and, and got drafted in the fourth round by the New Orleans Saints. He didn't say a word, like nothing, <laughs> but the dude practiced man, and he'd fight you in a New York minute. So. You know he was a great leader just because they watched him. They watched what he did on and off the field, as he walked down a hall. You know how he handled himself, and and all five of our guys are, are fantastic. There's no question about that.
1: Brandon, tell us a little about off the field experience for you. I know you had an opportunity to to go overseas. Tell tell our audience a little bit about that.
5: Yeah, real blessing. I um, volunteer with a local nonprofit that works internationally. Um, they focus a lot with children and um vulnerable folks um one of their major projects is in Myanmar um the country formerly known as Burma um and um my boss asked me he said hey um would you like to come help us out on a leadership seminar that we're going to be hosting um that would they, they host annually and I said I mean of course <laughs> that would be amazing so they they flew me out um It was like 30 hours of travel and, um, had to sit next to a bunch of folks that I had to become friends with without knowing the language that they spoke. (laughs) And it was amazing. Um, we used a lot of gestures. (laughs) Um, and, um, I really got to see a beautiful place with faces that I had no idea what they were saying, but Hmm. I could just, um, still find ways to connect with them. So it was a, it was a wonderful experience. Um and I would love to be able to do something like that again.
1: Absolutely. It sounds absolutely tremendous for sure, and uh, we had talked about it a little bit during the summer as well. All right, I'm going to let you guys go. Go eat your lunch. Uh, Make sure you're big and strong and ready to go. I'm sure you'll be ready to bust the doors down to get out of the locker room at 3 o'clock on uh, Saturday afternoon. Fellas, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Alex Light, Brandon Waller, our special player guests. We'll let them go enjoy lunch. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with our final segment of the Spider Sports Line for this Thursday afternoon. It's Richmond and Albany. It's 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon at Robin Stadium. Uh, final segment of our show next, ESPN 950, 102.7 FM, Spider IMG Sports Network, powered by Ace Electric.
3: At UR's School of Professional and Continuing Studies, we offer flexible and affordable degrees and professional education programs to help you start, advance, or change your career. Check out our degrees in nonprofit studies, teacher licensure preparation, and information security, or explore our new coding boot camp and professional beer brewer certificate programs. With evening classes and affordable tuition, you can earn a UR degree or certificate on your terms. The University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies. Sometimes you have to go back to get ahead. Visit spcs.richmond.edu for details.
1: Hi, Richmond fans. Bob Black here for UPS. Your customers want more from your business. You've got to make more happen, whether they're in Richmond or on the other side of the world. Globally or locally, UPS is building solutions to help businesses give their customers exactly what they want. More made easy. UPS, the official logistics company of Richmond Athletics.
4: Pick out at Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue as we give back 10% of food sales to our Helping Hams charity each Monday by contributing to local nonprofit groups. Stop by for Buzz's award-winning Hickory Smoked Baby Back Beef or mouth-watering spare ribs every Monday night between 6 and 10 p.m. this month as 10% of food sales help the union network for organ sharing that saves lives through organ donation and transplantation. For more information, log on to buzzandneds.com or visit at 1118 North Boulevard in the Fan or 8205 West Broad Street in the West End. This is a Southern Yard,
0: and like all yards in the South, it endures long, harsh Southern summers. Thankfully, fall is here. Fall's cool air and warm soil create the perfect condition for growing grass. And the perfect seed for growing grass in the South is Scott's Turf Builder Grass Seed Southern Gold Mix. It's specifically designed to thrive in the hot southern heat because it's bred in the South for the South. This is a Scots Yard. Pick up Scott's southern gold grass seed today.
3: What if hiring could be easier, with more qualified candidates and faster results? What if hiring could be? smarter. Thanks to ZipRecruiter, it can be. With one click, post your job to over 100 top job boards. Then, their smart technology notifies the most qualified candidates to apply. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
0: Try ZipRecruiter free at ZipRecruiter.com
4: build. That's ZipRecruiter.com build. Richmond football versus Albany
0: this Saturday. Coverage starts at 2 with the UR Bookstore Till Gate show on ESPN 950 and ESPNRichmond.com. This is the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Hughesman live from Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street, on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM.
1: Final segment of the Spider Sports Line for a Thursday. Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock is game time when the Albany Great Danes come to Robin Stadium. We'll take the last few minutes here to kind of preview that game. We didn't do a lot of it. We did some when Ivan called in at the beginning. And, and, Russ, one of the things you talked about was a little bit of uncertainty at the running back position for Albany, maybe even a little bit of uncertainty at the quarterback position for Albany because of injuries. How much more of a challenge does that make it to prepare for another team when you're not, totally sure who might be the personnel that you're going to see in there.
2: Well, they, they play both guys at they quarterback, okay. yeah. And so we've seen both of them on film. They're both quality players. So there's, you know, one probably runs the ball more than the other one. We, we got to practice quarterback run stuff, which we've had, what which we've done. Um, and then the running back situation, I mean, it's the kid they got playing uh, is really good. He, he doesn't, I mean, they all kind of, they all kind of look the same back there, and, and that's probably a good thing. Um, so, you know, I don't know if it, it changes your uh, your preparation. You gotta you gotta defend. I think you gotta defend plays, not people, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's kind of what we're doing.
1: And this is a team that has been in, a, in several grinded out kind of games. I mean, they're only averaging eighteen a game, but they're only giving up twelve points a game. How come?
2: Uh, well, I th- they played Villanova, who was pretty good yeah. on defense. Yeah. Uh, they played, uh, um, Monmouth who, who, you know, he scored 28. They played Morgan state and, and actually Morgan state looked pretty good. Morgan state was really athletic huh. defensively, uh, did a lot of press coverage on them. And, and, and they, they ended up beating them 26 to nothing within, um, so I mean they've played some teams that are pretty decent. Mm-hmm. They've been a little banged up. Obviously they're their their all American running backs been banged up this year. And then uh, and then but you know, they play great defense. I think I think they play to their defensive strengths. How
1: much did six nothing surprise you last week when you saw that score? Elon beats Albany's six zip.
2: Well, it surprised me you know, for one that you know, Elon's defense you know sh- you know shut them out mm-hmm. that was the biggest surprise I think out of the whole thing because you know we had had some success against Elon defensively and I, you know I never thought that you know Elon could shut them out but uh, credit to them and um, but I, I you know I knew I knew Albany could could slow them down hmm. uh, you know because Albany they're, they're really good on defense.
1: Um, I, I know that loss is going to bug everybody for a long time. It was at home, conference opener, all that. But the fact that Elon is where it is now does it make it even a little bit easier to swallow? That hey, folks, don't look at, don't sleep on Elon. I mean, they're four and one. They're unbeaten in the league. I know it's still early. No, <laughs> I should have gone on and rambled a little bit yeah. longer with my question there. No. So. <laughs> And you don't even need to expound upon who we
2: lose to, how we lose. (laughs) Nothing makes you feel better. So, no, a big no. (laughs) Uh,
1: Does it help in the whole scouting mechanism that this is kind of like a round robin right here in the middle of the season that both you guys, both Richmond and Albany, have just played Elon? You've got that tape fresh in your
2: mind. That kind of thing going into it this kind of one. makes it more confusing. Uh, does, you, <laughs> you know, it really does because you just don't know. You, you got done playing Elon and we had success offensively against. We didn't have success defense, and then all of a sudden, you know, Albany, you know, Albany doesn't have any success against them defensively. So you, you don't know. It's it's about matchups and how you match up with teams and certain positions and you know the feel that you have for it. So. Uh, that's why you play – I mean, you just got to – you got to play the game and then you kind of figure out how you match up with them. Uh,
1: we talked to these guys about how they got away from football for a couple of days and, and relaxed and refreshed and all of that. How does Russ Huseman do that? What do you do, do you, to get away from football? There was no game on Saturday. I, I don't think he had practice with him on Saturday. What What does the head coach do to kind well, of – Well,
2: we actually had an official visit Oh, weekend, that's right. So, yeah, uh, yeah we, there's no uh, – what do you mean time <laughs> oh, off? Come on, man. These guys get some time off. So, we were <laughs> – uh, you know, normally in, a, in, a, in an open week, as coaches, you come in on Saturday morning, you know, you do do some more work, you, and then you cut them loose at 2 o'clock in the afternoon so they can go watch football mm-hmm. games. For us, you know, with an official visit, we were up early uh, <clears throat> with the recruits, spent all day. So, it's it's all day, campus tour, dinner. So, you know, I, I got home Saturday night probably about, you know, 930 or 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm you know, after official visit and then you get up Sunday morning you kind of finish up the visit and then you scramble to get ready for Sunday's practice. So, you know, it made it a lot tougher weekend for us, but it was one we we had to do it. So it was very important to do that.
1: That was an interesting question. I think John O'Connor asked it at the press conference, the weekly press conference Wednesday about uh, the new signing date that is now out there in December rather than in, in February, an early signing date, and the impact that it has had. And for the most part, you think that's a positive change for college football, correct? Yes, I do. I think it's
2: a great move. I didn't know how to what to think about it when they first said we're going to do this. Now, I just hope that I, I, I hope they have this early signing period and they don't enact like like they're talking about now in June in July or July and all, something like that, you know, opening up for official visits at that point in time. You know, now now coaches will never you know, never have a free minute. I right. mean, and and I think the coaches are going to push back on that because if, if you notice that these kids now, and I don't know if it, when when Alex and, and Brandon were coming out if they had done it, but, but now these players, they kind of get a list of five or six they like, mm-hmm. and they go unofficially, and they spend the spring and the summer, and they see it, and you, you take them on tour campus, and you get them around their players, and then they make the decision. Now you know I think everybody's saying well now let's let's all right let's have official visits in July and official visits and and now it's just it, it'll be a, it'll be a mess I think I think you can probably do some and in, the, in, in the, the guys that really need to you can do it during the season we can't if we didn't have an open week we, we couldn't have we couldn't have had six guys in here we just don't have the manpower that some of these people have but um, I, I think it's a good thing. You know, and I hope we sign half our class in the early signing period. I would think that would help
1: you. I mean, just mm-hmm. just not have to worry about them saying, "Oh, I verbally committed," but still got to get through December and Christmas. The, I think the ones that, I think the word you I think used the was ones babysit. That,
2: the the ones that are committed, not not I'm not talking about us, but are committed out there yeah. that don't sign on the early signing period. I, I mean, they're the ones that like the attention. They're the ones that 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 said, "I'm I'm going to school here," but give me some more attention, give me some more attention. The ones that sign in December that are committed are the ones that just say, this is where I want to go to school. I don't need all of that out there. I don't need to pull a hat out in February. I don't need to put a sweatshirt on. I don't need to have a bulldog in my hand. I don't need to to have all that stuff. So, you're going to see a lot of probably quality players sign in the early signing period. You're going to see guys that maybe don't have an idea what they want to do. But the ones that are committed to somebody – that don't sign on signing the uh, early signing period, then they're the ones that it's about me, me, I, I. You know, I, I'm looking for bigger, better. Come see me. You know, my recruitment's open, and and that's that, that's something that, uh, you know, we'll see how that ha- how that mm-hmm. how that gets dealt with.
1: So you don't think what is it December 20th is that the date? I think, I think so. December day. 20th. So you don't think there's going to be all this big fanfare on December 20th now and signing parties at all these schools and.
2: Not as, mu- not as much as in February, okay. no. I yeah. mean, I think it'll be a little bit lower key type mm-hmm. of deal. Uh, and then I think in February you've signed, you signed it, and then and then if you got other teammates, then all of you guys do it in February together and mm-hmm. you sign a fake piece of paper. You sit with them at the table and all that stuff. Yeah. And you really wouldn't have done this past weekend if it wasn't for the December thing? Is that correct we yeah, would not have had you would have
1: not, have, no. to, you we would have, not have okay all right quick key to the game on Saturday we've talked about it a lot about why you, you hope we get better um, as fans come out to Robin Stadium or listen or watch the game what are they looking for
2: wow From um, the spiders I, you know I think offensively I think we need to run the ball a little bit better no question I mean we don't have to be a juggernaut running the football but we do have to we do have to convert third downs mm-hmm. obviously we have to hang on to the football offensively and then defensively, you know, just gang tackle and swarm. And we're going to have to get negative yardage plays. That we, we've gotten some, but we need more negative yardage plays, and, and hopefully that occurs. Thanks, Russ. See you at Robbins Stadium Saturday. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for
1: being here. Brandon Waller, Alex Light, especially our player guest, Mitchell Bradley, producing on location, Matt Josephs at our ESPN 950 studio. See you at the stadium on Saturday, 3 o'clock kickoff. Spiders in Albany. And back here next Thursday, with the next edition of the Spider Sports Line, ESPN 950, 102.7 FM. So long, everyone.
0: You've been listening to the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman, live from Outback Steakhouse, 7919 West Broad Street. Today's show is brought to you by UPS, the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Lux Chevrolet the virginia department of social services and outback steakhouse for the latest spider sports news and updates visit richmondspiders.com on your computer mobile device and tablet plus like us on facebook and follow us on twitter thanks for listening to richmond athletics on the spider img sports network